a real muddle. Um, you know, the federal government has its position, which is uh, declares marijuana to be a Schedule One drug in the same category as heroin, uh, a drug that has a high potential for abuse and absolutely no medical value. Uh, that's the federal government's <laughs> declared position on this. Meanwhile, all these different states are, uh, you know, some are farther ahead than others and going down this path. Um, so, so it's a real muddle. It's you know, it's, it's almost like looking at a, you know, looking at a mosaic. Uh, uh, it's not even just state by state, but sometimes by municipalities. There's lots of places, for example, in Colorado where uh, it's not legal, uh, or it's certainly not um, recreational. Is not legal. Um, so it's a very complicated thing to, to piece together. However, the, the trend does seem to be going very clearly in the direction of, uh, of acceptance, of at least the medical uh, component of this. Uh, there's just too much information. There's too much, at least anecdotal and, and increasingly um, serious scientific uh, demonstration of the, of the benefits of cannabis for certain ailments that um, I don't think you're going to see this thing make it about face. I think the direction is, is clear uh, that this is going in. Many of us have the popular, probably pop media uh, image of, of marijuana, especially anyone that grew up watching Cheech and Chong movies yeah. and, the, and you know, the THC side of things, but the actual, more the, the science side of things, the, the, the CBD side of things, it's almost kind of like a tale of, 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 of two, two cities. It's you, You've got the other aspect of this, that it, is it just now really st- starting to be looked at and, and from the science perspective because there has been at least in this country as you mentioned such this stigma and then outright law really against you know doing much with this right yeah i think that you're going to see the most excitement the most energy devoted to to cbd cannabidiol this uh, other component that is not psychoactive but seems to have uh, multiple uh, benefits particularly for neurological disorders of various sorts. Um, that seems to be the area of greatest, um, you know, uh, enthusiasm. But don't count THC out either. <laughs> THC as, as a medical component, not just as something that gets you high, uh, does have a lot of medical benefits. And, um, you know, I think, the, I think that the tendency for pharmaceutical companies is to try to isolate individual compounds and perhaps slightly alter their chemical structure, synthesize them so they can make a profit off of them. But um, there also seems to be something going on with the entire plant. And some of the, some of the scientists talk about something called the entourage effect, which is essentially there's something greater than the sum of the parts. You know, there's THC, there's CBD, there's another 80-some-odd cannabinoids, there's terpenes, flavonoids. There's all this stuff in the plant. And uh, it seems to be, for many people, more effective if you use the entire plant and not try to isolate these individual components, if that makes sense. It's a, it's a tendency that we, we have in, in big pharma, which is always to say, the plant's no good, let's, let's synthesize and make something, you know, some, some kind of pill that, that uh, is artificial, is synthetic. Um, that's just a tendency that, that you'll, you see in, 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 with pharma, pharma, pharmacy, uh, big, pharma, big pharma companies. In doing the research and, and seeing how this is, what all is going on on with this, is is marijuana one of those things, kind of, you know, Mother Nature's medicine cabinet kind of things that is there? I mean, I know it has some origin in, 
in Eastern medicine where it was used yeah. centuries ago. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there are certainly certain people who argue that it ought to be like echinacea and, you know, a handful of other uh, uh, products that are just in your medicine cabinet, right? Uh, I don't know that that's true or not. You know, I think that certainly for many years, for decades, uh, prior to the uh, uh, onset of, of reefer madness, um, you know, all through the 1800s and early 1900s, um, there were lots of tinctures and extracts uh, that were, you know, legally sold in the United States that, that were essentially composed of, of cannabis uh, or cannabis oil. Um, so, you know, it was used um, for all kinds of ailments and, and, um, and maladies. I don't know how effectively. Some of those were probably snake oil salesmen trying to sell anything um, to, make a, uh, to make a buck, right? But um, uh, nonetheless, it was, it was widely used and was considered part of the, the pharmacopoeia um, until the 1930s when we kind of entered the realm of... Uh, a reefer madness. It was it was declared this uh, evil drug, a gateway drug, the assassin of youth. Uh, ki- you know, uh, killer weed. Um, and it got demonized, and I think uh, the unfortunate part about that is that it it drove the plant into the shadows, and um, very little medical science was done on it for seventy something years. And so, what's exciting right now is that it's sort of coming back into the light and. You're seeing this research renaissance going on where a lot of scientists are feeling that they, they can take this seriously. It's not going to tarnish their reputations if they uh, begin to really peer into the plant, figure out what's in it, what can, what can it do, what what are the, the real claims, the, the specious claims, you know, sort it all out and figure out, you know, what this plant has to offer. What do you see as the as the as the current direction of this of this research right now? I know in the article you talk about a, like there's a, a biochemist in, in in Spain and and a chemist in, in in Israel that's looked into this you know years ago. Is this really a global kind of effort right now? Is this kind of renaissance and resurgence in, in looking at, at marijuana, or is it just isolated mainly in the in the West? It is true that in in the East, uh, you know, there are certain countries. Um, in the East, where uh, it's still viewed as a as a dangerous drug, and it, it, this movement doesn't seem to be happening, um, like Malaysia and, and Indonesia, um, very 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 large sentences and uh, uh, penalties for for possession of, of marijuana. But in the West, yeah, it, it is it is a broad movement now. It's all over Europe. Uh, it's starting to take place in the United States. It's uh, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a very interesting thing to see. Um, there's societies now that meet and have conventions and, uh, you know, uh, mainstream medical doctors are, uh, are, are starting to use it or look, at, look into it. Uh, so I think it's, I think it's, it's definitely a, a, a seismic shift that's going on around the world. As you did the research in, in writing the story, was there any particular aspect of, of this that, that uh, just kind of, kind of caught you by surprise, something you weren't expecting to find? One of the things that was new to me was a gentleman I interviewed in, in Boulder, CU Boulder. He's a geneticist who is, um, is doing the genome of cannabis, uh, which, to my surprise, had, had never been done before. People just, you know, people didn't, don't know really what, it, what its genetic makeup is. And um, this is a guy, Nolan Kane, who 
had just finished doing the genome of the sunflower. We know a whole lot more about the sunflower than we do about cannabis. Um, and um, he finds this plant to be just endlessly interesting. Um, and when, you, when we learn the entire genetic makeup of this plant, it's going to lead to all kinds of research in terms of uh, um, raising plants that have, say, for example, really high um, dosages of, of, of CBD, low dosages of THC. We may be able to accentuate other cannabinoids in the plant. Um, there's, there's a whole lot of um, agricultural concerns. People are very interested in hemp. Uh, industrial hemp, and um, you know, improving the plant, changing the plant in various ways uh, through crossbreeding, and all of this will come about as a result of, of this uh, of this genetic marking and uh, this in this genome project that Dr. Nolan Kane is is uh, taking on in in Colorado. So that was new to me, and it's, it's very interesting. It's sort of like fundamental science that we're trying to learn about. Not so much what does this plant do to us, but what is inside the plant. Why does the plant produce all these suites of compounds? What, what, is the, um, um, what is the nearest living relative? How many species of the plant are there? You know, a lot of fundamental questions about it um, are, are, are now being looked at, looked at for the first time. Do you sense that there's any movement, that, at least in this country, that the federal government it might look at relaxing that, making it a Schedule II drug so that it can be more widely studied and, and less um, less threat to those <laughs> wanting yeah. to, to, to study it. It seems like it only makes sense that that would happen, but do you, do you get a sense yet that there's any movement in that direction? There, there have been indications of that. Um, the Surgeon General has come out with some statements. There have been some rumblings out of the NIH and the CDC and, and the, even the DEA um, to, to look at the possibility of rescheduling it, as you say, a Schedule II drug, which would still mean it's a very highly regulated drug, but um, it would enable it to be studied um, and, and viewed as a potential source for um, all sorts of medical uh, benefits. So, yeah, I think that's what most people think will happen, hope will happen in, uh, in the next few years, but uh, bureaucracy, bureaucracy moves, moves slowly, it seems like, and uh, there's still pockets all over the country, and it's particularly in Washington, of um, these sort of old-school law and order pockets who just believe that this is a, still an evil, evil drug. It's just as bad as you know heroin or crystal meth, and, and it needs to just be um, kept in the shadows. So until those pockets are, are kind of uh, enlightened a little bit uh, about what's going on around the world, um, it'll remain a Schedule One drug, I'm afraid. Visiting and... In, in, in talking with these different operations with those that are, are are in the the medical marijuana business it's still it's still largely in, in most places a cash only business because of the of the federal regulations how large of a concern did you get a sense that that that, that is that this is still a largely cash only based business that's a good question in, in colorado it's a ma- it's a major source of concern because these operations uh, they they want to be legitimate businesses they're doing doing everything they can to to be open and transparent, uh, pay their taxes and all that, but they have to do their payroll in cash. They have to purchase everything that, that they need for their business to operate in cash. And so having giant wads of cash around is very dangerous. Um, you know, they're constantly worried about security, about being robbed. Uh, 
they arm themselves uh, with, you know, the old-fashioned way, with guns. And, uh, um, you know, it's just a matter of time before there's going to be some big shootout over a big wad of cash in a briefcase uh, of somebody emerging from a cannabis, you know, dispensary or something. Um, so it's a great source of fear. Um, no banks will handle drug money, uh, even though it's locally legal. It's still a federally illegal drug, and the FDIC uh, frowns on this, and so the banks in Colorado um, aren't going there. So for the time being, it is a cash-only business, and uh, even though it's a legal business, it has, has this patina of being uh, an illicit uh, kind of old-style old cartel you know, drug operation, which they hate. You know, They're trying to go, they're trying to go legit here, and, they, and it's... It, because of this problem, um, it still ha- has this aspect of being a, uh, you know, a, a, a old school drug, uh, drug operation. No, we've we've talked a lot about the a lot of the potentially positive benefits that are coming out of this this research. Are there there's still I'm assume probably some negative side effects or potentially negative things associated with with marijuana. Um, absolutely, um, definitely a, a powerful drug. Um, in this, in the scheme of in, in, of all the intoxicants that's out there, it's a pretty mild one. But uh, for certain kinds of people, uh, it, it's a pretty dangerous drug. It, it can induce pretty intense uh, anxiety attacks. It um, the research seems to indicate that it really can alter the way the young brain develops, the way the actual neurons in the brain grow. Um, there's a decent amount of literature on that. Um, it's uh, the the, pro, the prolonged smoking of a very high THC strains uh, seems to uh, seems to be uh, seems to have some effects on on various people. It, it can also there's some literature that shows that it can can be a triggering event for people who are already disposed to developing schizophrenia. Um, it's a little. This is sort of in research in its infancy, but there seems to be some connection between uh, high THC strains of marijuana and uh, and the onset of schizophrenia. So these are serious concerns. It's not a drug for everybody. It needs to be respected as a drug, and um, you know uh, certainly you'll, there's cautionary tales all all throughout um, the story here. There was one uh, there's one profile in the story um, about a, a scientist in. Spain, who is uh, has had nearly miraculous results in uh, reducing and, in many cases, are completely eradicating brain tumors um, in rats and mice uh, using THC, pure THC, and um, it's the results are so promising that now uh, a clinical, a human, you know, clinical trial in um, Great Britain is 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 uh, underway to look at this with already some promising results. So I think you know one of the things you're going to see more of is uh, the question of whether cannabis can play a role as an anti-cancer agent. Um, more and more people are taking this seriously, and uh, although I, this scientist Manuel Guzman in Spain is is really reluctant to engender false hopes, uh, he's quite he's quite encouraged by the initial results of these of these trials and. Uh, you're going, to, you're going to be hearing a lot more about this in the future. 